Hey, Lulu here. Whether we are romping through science, music, politics, technology, or feelings, we seek to leave you seeing the world anew. Radiolab adventures right on the edge of what we think we know, wherever you get podcasts. Gotta keep on going every day. And it will be worth the wait. Don't know what's up. What does it take to become an Olympic event? What does it take to get booted out? What did tandem cycling, for instance, do wrong? And, and why did discus throwers have nothing ever to worry about? And we'll bring you an interview with the man who's running the London Games, the very busy chief executive, Paul Dayton. And out of 15,000 competing, who is worth tweeting? Our preview of the standouts, all part of our Olympics coverage all this hour. But let's go down to London, a place I visited back in the very early spring, late winter, when the city and much of the U.K. around London was a construction site or a busy repair zone, a curb being fixed up here, new pavement being laid there. Piccadilly Circus was encased in scaffolding, all part of the frenetic preparations for these Olympics. But that's all gone now. The city of London, Big L and Little L, all decked out like someone who just finished a shopping spree at Harrods. We got a glimpse during the Queen's Jubilee celebration. Very, very sharp there, but that was just a rehearsal. This, the Olympics, is the main event. And that shopping spree at Harrods ran up quite a bill. Patty O'Connell, BBC presenter extraordinaire, host of the BBC's Broadcasting House. What do I say? You look marvellous. (laughs) That's the wonder of radio. I've done myself up for you, John and Celeste. (laughs) But uh, quite a bill run up. Let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, How how nervous are uh, Londoners and uh, citizens of the UK as we get into this very, very celebratory mood thinking about the bill? Well, Londoners and British people are nervously thinking... Are we allowed finally to enjoy ourselves? We are pre-programmed with moaning and gloom. We are a misty isle in the sea, and sometimes that affects our mood. The Australians complain we moan all the time. But as I speak to you now, I feel the heartbeat of optimism, and uh, it really is very, very exciting. It's been a great year in the UK. I mean, the, the Diamond Jubilee for Queen Elizabeth... I think it was a very happy moment. I I actually think as I was cruising around uh, London back in March, you know, it just felt good to see the city doing something to build, to change things, buying new trains. I mean, I I had this wild time with these folks from the tube who took me on the brand new elevators in my wheelchair and everything. It it looked like they were showing me like the, the Hope Diamond. Yeah, I mean, we are doing something and the world is watching and that makes you feel nervous. You're on display. But we are also in the worst economic crisis for 50 years. There are loads of people fed up that they can't get round London to try and make a living. Londoners are a bit like New Yorkers. Even though you've got momentous events at the United Nations, you'll still find someone in New York to say, I can't get over to the west side. And basically, you've got a bit of that with Londoners. There's a cab strike on at the moment. Black cab drivers are protesting as I speak to you. So I'm not telling you it's fairy dust sprinkled everywhere. I'm telling you it's sprinkled somewhere. They don't scream like that in London. They sort of say, oh, who are those people in that lane? We you hate know, I them. I can't get over to the west side. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, so Michelle Obama's in town. That's positive. She's certainly beloved and had some wonderful things to say to the American athletes. 
Yes, she has been meeting all of them, geeing them on, saying that, you know, you're representing your country. We've seen the images of her speaking in East London. She spoke to school children a couple of years ago here and told the girls in the room, you can achieve. And there were many tears because people don't normally emote with British school children in that way. And she did spring, uh, spread a little bit of charm. And so she's well known in that part of town. And she's been meeting the American athletes. You know, one, one of the other characters uh, who, who I met back in March, Paul Dayton, we're going to speak with him in, in a few minutes uh, about the preparations for the games. There, there, you know, there's more than a stiff upper lip here. I think there there is a sense of we're going to do it. We're going to get things done. I'm thinking about the Royals uh, for the Olympics here. Is it possible to actually rent uh, Prince Harry to cheer you on at one of your events? Well, certainly the female beach volleyball team have been tweeting him to come to their game. Prince Harry does like blondes in bikinis. He is, in that respect, one of the British men who's not gay, and the volleyball women have noticed. So they want him there. How, how many how many British women, British men is it up to now who are not gay? What's the count at this point? <laughs> I, think, I think we're... We're reaching triple figures. That's yeah. where we've Yeah, been. you went there, buddy, okay? You went there. <laughs> I'm just me. getting the joke in. Thank you. So, um, yes, the royals are expected uh, to be uh, seen at many events, but the big speculation today is how will the opening ceremony unfold? It's meant to have humour. It's meant to have pluck. It's meant to be showing the British in all their self-deprecating glory. Uh, and it's quite secret, and it begins at 2012, at 12 minutes past 8 British time. Patty O'Connell with us. You know, Patty, you say are, are, are Londoners finally allowed to enjoy themselves? I'm not sure it's that you guys aren't allowed. I, I think you guys are generally in your glory when you're grousing, and you appear to have found something to grouse about. If it's not the Olympics, you can complain about Mitt Romney now, right? Well, I can't, I can't quite remember a time like this. I mean, I hear he's ahead in the US polls, so um, he, it's not that it's done him too much damage, but he did maybe feel the nerves of representing the United States of America. I mean, that's a great honour for any man. And he did sort of fluff some of his lines. I mean, have it, has it reached you over there? It, it, oh, it, it's beginning to. Let's, let's remember first what he said. The first gaffe was on NBC News. He said he wasn't quite sure that London was ready for the Olympics, and that got a relatively quick reaction from the, the mayor of London. Let's take a listen here to Boris Johnson. There are some people who are coming from around the world who don't yet know about all the preparations we've done to get London ready in the last seven years. I hear there's a guy, there's a guy called Mitt Romney who wants to know whether we're, whether we're ready. He wants to know whether we're ready. Are we ready? All right, so Londoners are, are finding Mitt Romney to be their big villain. So that was the, the first gaffe. But as big a gaffe there, it's, that wasn't a huge deal here. I mean, Americans didn't think it was that big of a deal to say, is London ready for the Olympics? It seemed like an honest question. Mm. It's true. I mean, I, listening to that, I'm still amazed. He, all he said to Brian Williams was, yes, you know, um, they've got things to iron out. Will it all be ready? Will everyone take part? But, you know, the British, who've been doing that job for themselves, beating themselves up, didn't really want an American doing it yeah, for them. Right. That seems to, right. That seems to be the line that was crossed. It seems to, it's like going to dinner and saying, have you gotten the food poisoning thing figured out? Uh, you know. <laughs> right. I think it's like, you know, hey, we do that. We beat ourselves up. I mean, I don't... 
I think it's the fact that for me, hearing the mayor of London in a crowd of thousands of people use an American presidential candidate as a kind of pantomime villain, that's new for me. And I've been following your country for 25 years and I haven't seen that before. Although here's another new thing. Let's take a listen here to your prime minister. Well, look, we are holding an Olympic Games in one of the busiest, most active, bustling cities anywhere in the world. I mean, of course, it's easier if you hold an Olympic Games in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, that appears to be a, an obvious dig at Salt Lake City, which, of course, is the Olympic Games that Mitt Romney oversaw. <laughs> it is being interpreted that way. And, you know, I can't see why these grown-up men have allowed themselves to get their knickers in a twist quite in this way, really. Because, I mean, we know that Salt Lake City was rescued. It was a Games that needed um, to be improved. And Mitt Romney was given credit, was he not, in the US? He was. Yes, so, absolutely. So, I mean, let's rope it back a bit. He is an experienced guy and he was asked his opinion he's entitled to say you know iron things out and to be honest he did get back on message after a few more gaffes he did he did also refer to a marvelous view at the back side of downing street he did <laughs> but i put this all down i think we should be we should be honest about it he's new at this he hasn't traveled the world speaking for america at all and people we love to see an american in a suit and make them say lots of things, you know. So you don't... Such a cheap date there, Patty. I love that. You know, but if, Patty... uh, Mitt Romney, if you're worried about the secrets at the opening ceremony, he'll probably tell you, uh, you know, uh, he, he talked about the MI6 thing as well as the uh, backdoor view from uh, Number 10 Downing Street. Yeah, I mean, the, the opening ceremony is secret. Even the journalists have been roped in to keep that side of it. And, uh, you know, there has been quite a bit made of Rip Romney, Mitt Romney, but not people are moving on now, really. They, um, I think it's just mischief. So, Patty, the one person, though, that we just heard there, Boris Johnson, who seems to be doing well, is your, your mayor. He's coming out as, as a real kind of superstar. Yeah, and I think you've got to, again, you've got to thank the US for this. We copied big city mayors from you. It's a relatively new introduction. And, you know, it really works when you've got a great event and when you've got a tragic one, too. And I think Boris Johnson, who is larger than life, who's given to sometimes speaking sentences that don't make any sense, and other times quoting Greek poets. He's sort of enjoying himself. And in Europe at the moment, that is really unusual. To see anyone enjoying themselves at all is quite a spectacle. And all of them have got to be humbled by the achievements of your athletes from your country and from our country. They all have to get in line after tonight and watch faster, higher, stronger people who've been competing all their life. So you know what? People in suits, just calm down and let the people in shorts get on with it. Sounds like you're excited. Our thanks to Patty O'Connell, host of the BBC's Broadcasting House. By the way, Patty, check the map. Salt Lake City isn't the middle of nowhere. It's actually the edge of nowhere. <laughs> Wyoming's the middle, you know. Okay, I'll be looking.